It was released on DVD August 8, 2006. It shares zero cast or crew members with the original film. The soundtrack features songs from Weezer, All American Rejects, Gwen Stefani, and an unreleased song from Hayden Panettiere. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs Presents Bring It On The Franchise. A little bonus episode in our Hayden Panettiere. Yes, because of course she's in Bring It On All or Nothing. Yes. Which is really what we'll be focusing on. Today? No, so we're not going to talk about the Kirsten Dunst movie? We absolutely can. We can talk about whatever we want. I've watched all seven Bring It On films in preparation for today. Yeah, you're ready. I mean, what do you what do you want to say first? Like, out of all seven, which is the best, I want to know, and which is the worst? I mean, nothing really compares to the first one, of True. course. Hard mm-hmm. to hard to touch. Um, I was also pleasantly surprised by the latest installment, Bring It On, Cheer or Die, which... <laughs> what that name? It is an official entry into the Bring It On franchise, which is absolutely wild, but it's a horror film. I was going to say, it literally sounds like a horror film. Yeah, Good. it literally okay. is. Um, I found it at a red box. Remember those? Yeah. Um, at the grocery store? I went to a red box... A couple of months ago, yeah, it was at a Walgreens, um, and I went with my boyfriend, and we both got really excited at Bring It On, Cheer or Die. So instead of renting it for $2, we bought it for 4 <laughs> Oh my god, you guys are so rich. So we own it in the little, like, red box case that it comes in, you know? Wow. I hate to brag. I hate to open the show bragging, but it's all true. When we meet Hayden, that's the first thing you should get her to autograph for you, even though she's not in it. Yeah, even though she's not in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I love that. It's like they were inspired by Scream and obviously Bring It On All or Nothing. Yeah, two Hayden projects, two Hayden franchises. Yes, exactly. Um, the worst was, without a doubt, the sixth installment, Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smack. Okay, and what's the plot of this one? This one was about a cheerleader who's just like generally hated, and we don't really know why. But she's hated in the cheer community. And so her squad is basically challenged to a cheer smack where teams from around the world show up to compete against her just to like put her in her place, I guess. And we have no idea what she did to piss off the entire cheer community. It was not clear to me. Also in this world, though, cheerleading is like a different thing. Like these people don't represent a school or like a sports team. They're just like cheerleaders. Oh, they're just like, we're the Wolverines, but it's like not based. There's no affiliation with any Mm -mm. like Wolverines. Cheerleading is like its own entity, which like it, it, like there are cheerleading competitions, but you're always representing like a school or a squad, like of some, yeah, a club. No, cheerleading is just like its own completely own thing in this world so it's okay i kind of love that yeah check it out they really they try sounds like zombies (laughs) kind of sounds like zombies uh yeah zombies i mean i'll go to bat for zombies any day of the week you know i love i love the zombies movies yes and in many ways i would consider that a cheerleading movie absolutely i think i one of the things i love most about zombies is the fact that like 
at this school cheerleading is the coolest thing you can do. It's like being on the football team isn't cool. Like being a cheerleader is top of the top, you know? I just think it's neat. Yeah, I mean, it is. That is classic, though. It's like cheerleaders are known for being the most popular. That's true. But like the the athletes aren't popular in the same way, you know? Yeah. And like the male cheerleaders especially, especially are male. like, yeah, like Bucky is like, he rules the school and he's like captain of the cheer team, you know? Okay, pop quiz. Who yeah. is your favorite president who is a former cheerleader? Um, I would have to say who is one, my favorite president, and then also just happens to be a former cheerleader or I feel like you're trying to get me in trouble here. The pop quiz is who's your favorite president? And only I know the answer. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess what I'm asking is, do you know which pres- which former president was a cheerleader? Is it George W. Bush? It is. That's what it I is. thought. Yeah. Famously okay, a cheerleader checking. at Yale, which is, you might recognize Yale from being Rory Gilmore's uh, alma mater. Wait, you're telling me Yale is a real school? No, they, so Rory started it and then they were like, no, we should make this a real thing. So now it's real. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. I thought you were trying to tell me that Yale existed before Rory Gilmore. No, no, of course not. No, that would be insane. It's like, you know, when you watch like a show and then something from the show becomes like a product in real life. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't think of a, a single example, but they were like, this school seems cool. Like we should make it real. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Now I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your relationship to the Bring It On franchise while we're here? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> um, it's maybe not what you would expect. Um, well, in that I'm a huge Bring It On the musical fan. Oh, that's fair. It is fair, but it's maybe not what you would expect. True. Most people don't even remember that there is a bring it on the musical will you tell us about it i would freaking love to okay based on the name bring it on the musical what do you which bring it on movie do you think it is based on i would imagine it's its own thing am i wrong oh okay well no you're it's but well it's kind of its own thing for sure but it's like basically Based on bringing on all or nothing. Oh, it's basically the Hayden version. Like they change, they change things, but they say, like at least on the Wikipedia page, they make it seem like it's based on the first movie. Like it would be the same characters or maybe the same school. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it follows like the plot line way more closely to bring it on all or nothing because it's it basically starts with this girl Campbell. It starts with, go Campbell, go, go, go Campbell, go. She is, uh, you know, the new head cheerleader. She's so happy. She's finally got her, like, perfect life. She's got a perfect boyfriend. Um, And then she finds out that she's been redistricted and has to move schools, like, immediately. And she has to go to school in, like, the bad part of town, quote, unquote. Mm. So very much like Hayden Panettiere's version. So then she goes to another high school and is, like, the only white girl there, and there's lots of, like, singing and rapping and That's good for a musical. Gymnastics. Yes, there are lots of gymnastics scenes. Oh, and what's fun is that 
the mascot from the school as well is like this girl named Bridget who they like uh, I don't know make fun of as being like the like overweight girl who's like invisible and no mm-hmm. one like notices her and like even though she's the mascot it's like she's kind of the butt of every joke um and that at her old school and then she moves to the new school with the popular head cheerleader and they're like oh my god you're here and so then they kind of become friends and then she learns to like love her body good good for her yeah yeah but the real like thick of the plot is that Campbell finds out that her little protege Eva is actually the one who orchestrated the entire thing of Campbell having to move schools and she has this whole song where she's like I blackmailed my mom into like blackmailing the like district attorney to redistrict Campbell and Mm. she like spits on this girl's toothbrush to give her mono and she like uh, flunks this girl like she changes her grades in the school system all to make herself like captain so it's like as soon as Campbell leaves like all the other girls of the squad like get taken out or disqualified so then she becomes like the head cheerleader and immediately seduces Campbell's boyfriend again like the bring it on well we'll talk about let's let's talk about bring it on all or nothing okay we want to give everything well then yeah everything away tell me <laughs> okay um let's see bring it all all or, bring it on all or nothing from 2006 we open on a homecoming dance for an affluent high school and Brittany being crowned homecoming queen her cheer squad breaks into a routine about how she's not a good captain and she embarrasses herself by audibly farting but luckily, it was only a dream. Oh, thank God. She wakes herself up in class by shouting, I did not fart. Ha ha ha. Big laughs from everyone. Needle drop, my happy ending by Avril Lavigne, which was my first explicit song that I ever had on my iPod. Whoa, I'm telling your mom right now. Um, yeah, she probably doesn't know. Katie. <laughs> Um, then Brittany and her team are walking through the halls and it's very clear that her cheerleading, uh, friend Winnie is jealous that Brittany won captain over her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Winnie is the Eva. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, then we meet Brad, Brittany's boyfriend and another source of jealousy for Winnie. Brittany tells Brad if he can show his commitment by the homecoming dance in two months, Maybe she'll have sex with him for the first time. <laughs> so crazy. Drama. <laughs> Classic boy. He doesn't want to doesn't want to wait. God, it's horrible. <laughs> um, after school practice, Brittany is pressured into having a difficult conversation with Brianna about her weight. She does it with no empathy whatsoever uh, and basically tells her that if she doesn't lose weight, she's off the team. Yeah, in fact, she even says, put it to you this way, Truman's never had a fat cheerleader before. PV. Brutal. PV's never had a fat cheerleader before. Oh, PV. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, point They're of always... view. Uh, no, every <laughs> um, Bring It On movie has a different school, different everything. Like, it's completely different every single time. I don't even think they exist in the same universe. Cheer-reverse? Um, cheer-reverse. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when Brittany gets home, she's excited to share that her squad will be competing 
to dance on television with Rihanna. <laughs> like the real life Rihanna. But her parents have news of their own. The family is moving to Crenshaw Heights. Brittany is, of course, upset about leaving her school, her friends, and her squad. Um, Winnie is left in charge because she got twice the second. She had, came in second, basically, when they voted for captain. Um, she came in second to Brittany. And so now that Brittany's leaving, Winnie is being put in charge uh, mm-hmm. of the team. She's been promoted. There you go. Exactly. Um, and Brittany swears that she will never cheer again. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Now you're not a cheerleader. That must really suck. <laughs> they wait. Did they rhyme dust with suck? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. They burn her pom poms in a really um, official ceremony. I remember. And that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a remix of Mickey by Tony Basil plays, but they sing "Hey Brittany" mm-hmm. instead. Uh, which is perhaps a reference to the first Bring It On movie. On her first day at her new school, Brittany draws a lot of eyes pulling up in her VW convertible, listening to pop music and being blonde. <laughs> we meet the Crenshaw Heights warriors, Camille, Letty, Carisha, Tyson, and Jesse. Brittany immediately offends Camille by insulting her knockoff bag. To make matters worse... Her IRL text speech, um, they think that she mistakenly, or they mistakenly think that she calls them the N-word. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Causing uh, Brittany to explain, some of my best friends live next door to black people. What a line. I know. That whole scene is just, it's so hard to watch because Brittany is so clueless. Um... The metal detector and her various piercings cause her to be late to her first class. And there she discovers that the school doesn't have books or computers. In the cafeteria, Brittany sits with the only table of white girls, but just like everyone else, they want nothing to do with her. The cheerleaders do an impressive cheer stomp routine, Mm -hmm. introducing themselves one by one in a Shibuya roll call. (laughs) oh yeah they do (laughs) so far this is the movie you watched (laughs) yes Uh uh-huh it's all checking out okay Uh uh-huh sounds about right (laughs) um britney gets a video message from her old squad and she responds while sobbing in the bathroom uh tbt to my first day of high school did you cry in the bathroom um i did i did at least eat lunch in the bathroom i literally was like this is a movie it was actually the second day because it was like block a and block b so it was like my first b day i didn't have anyone to sit with oh you did on on your a day our school had three lunches yeah because they had like a new kids can sit here thing but they didn't offer that on b day Wait, what? That's so wild. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. You're on your own, kid. If you don't join a sports team, you're not invited. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. There's like no There's like no other way to like, they don't try at all. Yeah. Oh, well. So you relate. You related to Brittany. I related. Um, When she walks out after her midday cry, she runs into Jesse. Well, she runs into his locker. Uh. While she lays on the ground, they have a heart-to-heart about being new to school. And it's flirty, flirty vibes. Mm-hmm. Jesse is the, one, of the, one of the cheerleaders. Yes. Uh, later, Brittany goes to a football game to check out the Crenshaw Warriors in action. 
Here, she explains to Jesse that she can never cheer again, and Camille tells her that she doesn't have have what it takes to join the squad anyway. Whoa. (laughs) Brittany takes this as a challenge. The next day, she shows up at tryouts just to show off, um, but she impresses by repeating Camille's moves back perfectly, almost mocking her. Camille says, you get to call yourself a cheerleader again. But Brittany brushes her off. The other girls on the squad try to convince her to join, but it's Brittany's mother who ultimately gets her gets through to her, saying her friends would want her to be happy. Not so true. <laughs> Isn't it? Can you imagine telling your friends you can never cheer again? No. I know all your friends are cheerleaders. <laughs> but I will now. Paige, you can never cheer again. It's my passion. Cheerleading is my passion. Okay, fine. <laughs> Oh, that was easy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> What's Brittany's problem? Um, Brittany goes to cheerleading practice at Crenshaw, and Tyson slaps her on the butt, and Brittany grabs him by the balls. <laughs> As you do. It felt important to mention. Um, she gets laughed at for doing spirit fingers and is upset to discover that she can't contribute any of her own ideas to the routines. Camille tells her, this is not a cheerocracy. Another couple of references to the original film. And the cheer-averse that we've established. <laughs> yes. Because we know that in the, the cheer universe, there it is a cheerocracy. True. Right? It has to be. I guess you're right. What other kind of-ocracy could it be, you know? Yeah, it could be like a cheer-tatorship is the other option. So mm-hmm. cheerocracy sounds better if I had to choose. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, The Warriors are also competing in the contest to dance with Rihanna, the prize for which also includes new computers for the school, which we know they need because they don't even have old computers. We established that earlier. Are you keeping up? There's a lot going on. Whoa. I suggest you get out a pen and paper to track everything happening. Um, Back at PV, we see Winnie leading Brittany's former squad. She does a very (sighs) subjective... She does a very seductive routine to get the attention of Brittany's boyfriend, Brad, and he invites her to study together. We all know what that means. That happens in um, the musical, too. Ugh. And part of how she catches on to it is she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't even know Trig. Like, how are you going to be tutoring him at Trig when you're a freshman and he's a junior? I did think for one second that somebody was named Trig. Mm, yeah. You don't even know Trig. I don't even know Treg. They have wild names in these movies, always. They really do. This one's pretty normal, Brittany and Winnie and Brad, but trust yeah. me. Trust me. Usually, the names are crazy. Yeah, Torrance. Torrance. The, what, the only thing that bothers me about Torrance is that the school mascot are the Toros. Yeah. Why is it Torrance and Toros? Too similar. Yeah, they made it seem like it was her, her school. Yeah. But that's not how schools work. I don't think so. Not in Mm-mm. not in this universe, at least. Not in our cheerocracy. When I was head cheerleader, they didn't rename the school the Hopos. <laughs> Hopos. <laughs> Hope dash O. That sounds like a cereal. Hopos. It does. The Hopos. Um, Brittany has cheer practice as well, where she sees the boys in a corner crumping. This is where we get the iconic Hayden Panettiere crumping scene. Mm-hmm. 
which is, I assume, what brought you to this podcast in the first place. Of course. The crumping to History Dubs pipeline. <laughs> Specifically the crumping and bring it on to History Dubs pipeline. I don't want to say all of crumping is going to lead True. to this podcast. True. Um, while Camille is out, they tweak the routine to include some of these crumping moves, but she's not happy when she returns. Brittany tries to explain. And by Camille, you mean Solange Knowles, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Brittany tries to explain that some of Camille's moves aren't allowed at competition, but Camille thinks it's better just to stand out. Stupid. Oh, this scene makes me so angry. Jesse unknowingly delivers a pizza to Brittany's house, and Brad is an absolute dick to him. Yep. If we is anybody surprised? I'm not. Nope. Um, but he doesn't know that it's Brittany's house, and he doesn't know that Brittany has a boyfriend, let alone that it's Brad. Nope. Winnie sees Brittany on the news cheering at Crenshaw, so she and the other girls go to a football game to catch Brittany in the act of breaking her promise. After they confront her, Camille says, I don't even like you, and I treat you like a better friend, and tells Brittany, you need to decide who you're cheering for. Whoa. Good line. Mic drop. That's like some Vanderpump rule stuff right yeah, there, too. Is. They say that to each other. They're like, I don't like you, but I'm out here helping you while you're crying because those are not your real friends. And then they become best friends. Mm. Back to you. <laughs> that is intense. Sorry to no, interrupt. I'm uh, very deep in Vanderpump rules right now. I love it. Sheena and Stassi season two reference. Check. <laughs> Keep them coming. And back to history. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, Cheer TV reports that PV is the favorite to win the upcoming Rihanna competition. So Camille agrees to go with the crump infused routine that the rest of the squad came up with. She's come Mm -hmm. around. Uh, We get a delicious montage of both teams practicing and we see Winnie trying out some dangerous helicopter move with her squad. And we see her getting closer to Brad. Drama. Uh, Later. How do we know Brad again? What actor is he? um, He is in Greek. And he's also in Aquamarine. He's the hot lifeguard from Aquamarine. Aquamarine. And then he was just in another episode. What was it, though? I guess maybe it was this. I think, yeah, yeah, if I remember correctly, we were just talking about Bring It On. Greek. Barely. Yeah, we touched on Bring It On. In these movies, in the Bring It On movies, they really love ABC Family actors. That is something that I noticed a lot. Mm-hmm. They keep coming up. Um, yeah, this guy is like budget Evan Warner from Legally Blonde. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Same guy, different font. This guy's like just like a more of a twelve point. Yeah, but don't think character. Just not not. He's not like the character. Right? No, he wishes. Yeah, exactly. That's totally true. Um, later, Jesse takes Brittany to the beach, which is really a rooftop. And there he kisses her. She feels terrible about it because she has a boyfriend. So she goes and calls her old friend Amber from PV, who tells her about Brad and Winnie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Amber. She was like the only kind of loyal friend to Brittany. Because even during the cheer thing, she was like, you don't have to never cheer again. Yeah, she was the she was definitely the 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 best of them, I would say. Mm -hmm. Finally, it's the night of the PV homecoming dance. 
and Brittany lies to the warriors in order to go, telling them she's having a funeral for her dog. Camille and Jesse bring flowers, but instead of a dead dog named Nike, they see Brad in a tux, and it looks like Brittany has finally decided who she's cheering for. Wow. And actually, I like to amend my earlier statement. Brad is a lot like Evan Warner. He's a jerk who dumps L. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah, big douchebag energy. Same energy. Douchebag energy. Yeah. But just not... Yeah. But Brad's just like Brad, you know? I, I see it. Like, I hate to even give him the compliment of comparing him to Warner. You're like, he didn't even get into Harvard. Yeah. He wouldn't. Um, At the dance, Brad gives Brittany a room key, but when she says she's not ready to sleep with him, he's a total douchebag. Again, to no one's surprise. Mm -hmm. Uh, She calls him out for sneaking around with Winnie, and Winnie makes some insanely racist comments. Oh, yeah. That I will not be repeating. (laughs) They do a little cheer off on the dance floor, and Brittany does a Shibuya roll call. Brad and Winnie are named Homecoming King and Queen, and Winnie tells the whole school they slept together. She says to Brittany, I finally beat you at something. (laughs) Who wrote this? I don't know, but that man, whoo, wild. That one line, you know, reveals a lot about Winnie's character. Yeah. I will say that. Um, next time we see Brittany, she has questionable braids in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Felt this was important to She has what we call those vacation <laughs> braids. <laughs> when you come back from your two-week cruise with a problematic yes. haircut. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Um, she shows up at the Rihanna competition to apologize to the Warriors. When Winnie shows up and gets in all of their faces... Brittany stands up to her team and says, you better bring it on, white girl. (laughs) And it's supposed to be like a damn. (laughs) That was good, Brittany. (laughs) And it was, right? (laughs) And it was, yeah. With those braids in her hair, just, oh. She really killed it. She killed it, right? She killed it. (laughs) Uh, The Warriors forgive her, but Jesse's still mad about the whole kissing him when she had a boyfriend thing. So he's not as quick to forgive. To be fair, he kissed her. He did. And she even tried to say, like, hey, wait, no. Yeah. He kind of went on her. Yeah. So how mad are you allowed to be? Yeah, and it's also like she never said, I don't have a boyfriend. He just assumed. Yeah, he said he was going to take her to the beach, and then he took her to some shitty-ass roof. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it was all her fault, for sure. (laughs) I don't even – hey, look, honestly, this is maybe unpopular opinion – I don't think lying about the dog funeral to go to your old school's homecoming dance is, like, that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal either. Right? They're, like, kick her off the team. I don't know. Because she li- – it's it's the cover-up is worse than the the lie. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Or, you know what I mean? Like, go just go to the homecoming dance. Lying about it is what's getting her in trouble. Yes. Same, like, with Bill Clinton. She is just like Bill Clinton. And so, and we thought she was like George Bush, no, no, no. but she's actually like Clinton. That's what's so brilliant about this movie. You go into it thinking she's mm. George Bush, but then you realize she's Bill Clinton. And she's been Clinton all along. All along. Um, all right. At the competition, Swin Cash, 
the basketball player, introduces Rihanna, who is there in the flesh and will judge the final <laughs> round for the two best teams will face off. Honestly, going I wonder into this, what those teams like are going to be. I remembered was that Rihanna was in it. I I was blown away when I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Rihanna, like long hair Rihanna. This was before like umbrella. It was before Umbrella. I, I just mm-hmm. assumed I don't even remember a BU before it was, Umbrella. Her only song really was Ponda Replay at this I mean she had a couple other ones, but Ponda Replay was like her big one. Oh yeah. Um we see Crenshaw first at the competition and they obviously kill it. We also see P V compete and they kill it as well. After competing, Brianna passes out. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been eating, and she's been working mm-hmm. herself so hard. You probably remember Brianna from earlier. Brittany told her she was fat, and Winnie mm-hmm. has just really uh, gone hard on her in the training and diet and all of that. Talk about unfair beauty Wait, standards and, and the insane st- fat phobia. This woman has a perfect body. She is so slim and slender. Same with Carisha. Carisha is supposed to be the, like, quote-unquote fat girl on the Warriors, and she's, like, normal. Yeah, yeah. And this trope continues um, into the Broadway version as well. It's in a lot of the versions. It really, It's in a lot of the movies. It's crazy. It's like, why are these people who are writing these movies obsessed with teenage girls' weight? It's actually really bizarre. Because a lot of them, they're men, and it's like, you're just assuming... That's what we're talking about. Only reason we're talking about that is because it's on the magazine cover. Is that like, Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm on my soapbox again. (laughs) No, it's important. It's just, it is fascinating. And it's like, it's again, I think we talked about this with the Ice Princess when we talked about Ice Princess, but it's like those things really do exist. And I believe that teenage girls were feeling that pressure, but the way Mm -hmm. that you frame it in the movie, in the script, that's what we're talking about as far as like yes the problem yes Yes, it's it's the problematic portrayal of of like eds yeah and you're just adding to the problem so much and it does so much harm to the people Mm -hmm. watching it it really does yeah um so winnie blames Brittany for this uh little fainting spell that brianna has um but why would she blame Brittany? Because Britney's the one who called her fat first. But Winnie made her do that. Yeah. Not that Britney should have... Britney should have stood up and not done it, but... Totally. Yeah, no, totally. It was crazy because she didn't seem like she wanted to do it, but then she was so mean. (laughs) I know. She was like... And everyone was like, you shouldn't do it, except for that one girl who was like, you need to do it. Yeah. And then she was like, okay... And then she, she does it be in the most cruel way possible. <laughs> exactly. It's like she does not even let her down gently. It, it was wild. Anyway, Brianna eats a Snickers and she's fine. <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> they should use this for the commercial. You faint if you don't eat a Snickers. <laughs> and she's like, mm, satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brittany and Jesse talk and they make up and they kiss. Again. And she's wearing her camo outfit, right? Yeah, they're in these cool camo outfits. <laughs> I remember uh, it like it's yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the judges have made their decision about who will move on to the next round. Okay. The top two teams are 
You're not going to believe it. Ready? The PV Pirates <gasps> and the Crenshaw Warriors. Wait, what are the chances of what that? What are the odds that the two teams we've been following this whole time are the ones that would advance? And end up in a head-to-head battle? Like, it's almost too good to be true. How were we to know? And Rihanna's there? <laughs> exactly. And Rihanna gets to make the final decision about who wins and gets to dance with her on some vague television program. Yes. A TV program that's also like, okay, clearly an old person wrote this and they're like <laughs> remembering when they had like the New Year's Eve dance parties. It's like, we don't care about that. They're like, that's we not a thing for us. TV. Who, for what? Who knows? But you're going to be on TV. <laughs> I would be so embarrassed to be dancing on TV right now. <laughs> Please don't make me dance on TV. Um, since this isn't a sanctioned event, and Rihanna presumably doesn't know the rules of, cheer- of cheerleading, Winnie wants to throw in some of those dangerous stunts that they were practicing. Um, Brittany and the Warriors notice how repetitive the PV Pirates' dance moves are. And so they go out on the dance floor while the pirates are still there and, like, intimidate them by doing their same routine back yeah. at them. Gotta say, not, not really my sure. favorite. I don't know what the rules are for this, but I don't think you can just, like, go out on the floor when it's Well, you just said that turn. it's just Rihanna's rules, right? You said it's not sanctioned, no cheerleading rules. It's Rihanna's rules. It's literally, like, Rihanna is the only authority figure in this whole place. <laughs> insane and yet they're saying that they're going to get disqualified if they smack their asses but they're allowed to storm the stage who freaking knows this is where it all kind of falls apart because up until this point it was airtight no notes very solid (laughs) storytelling (laughs) (laughs) um they then crump at the pirates and literally scare them off the mat and now it's just (laughs) Their turn. <laughs> so that Winnie... doesn't seem fair. And honestly, that makes me judge Rihanna because I'm like, Rihanna, you needed to you needed to say no. Rihanna is the one that needs to step up and be a leader, not Brittany. Yeah, not Brittany. I mean, if there's no other adult, Rihanna needs to say, "Hey guys, we're gonna take turns here." Hey, wait your turn. Nope. Yeah, or just throw them out for being intimidating assholes. that's funny you say that because Winnie tries to get them disqualified for violence, but Winnie doesn't make the rules. Rihanna does. So, Mm, yes. Rihanna is the end-all be-all. I like to think that Rihanna is the one thing that's the same in every single cheer universe. Like if Rihanna made a cameo in every single movie. Yeah, like they're all connected by one thread and it's Rihanna. That would be brilliant. If only... (laughs) I mean, as far as we know. Yeah. We haven't proved that she's not in the other ones. I think we have. <laughs> she could have been in disguise, Paige. Oh, I guess that's true. It is really hard to prove somebody is not in something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we can't prove that Hillary Duff doesn't speak Russian. True. So true. Um, after both squads have gone, the PV squad and everybody else, including Rihanna, vote to overthrow Winnie as captain. <laughs> Rihanna can vote at their, their school elections now? Apparently. Everyone just raises their hand, and that's, that's good enough. Um, Was Rihanna in charge of the 2016 election? <laughs> I, won't, I don't want to put that on her. You know, that doesn't feel right. 2008, maybe. This was two years before 2008. We can give her that one, I guess. 
Oh my god, yeah. It sounds um, like she's just got all the she's in charge of everything. I think Rihanna has more pull than we want to admit to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, this is like forget the Illuminati. It's just Rihanna. Rihanna Nami. <laughs> Rihanna <Yeah>. Nadi. <laughs> um oh, okay. Uh the winner of this competition to dance with Rihanna on a, a t- do a television performance and get new computers for their school the Crenshaw Warriors they did it they pulled it out wow and all it took was a little cheating <laughs> <laughs> a little cheating and bias from Rihanna yep and intimidation tactics <laughs> exactly yay fear tactics work <laughs> Um, Amber is named the new captain of the PV Pirates. Okay, I love that. And with Winnie, right? Love that for her. She deserves it. Um, with Winnie out of the way, the two squads actually become friends. No, it's not possible. You would think that? You would think that because they come from such different places and they seem to have nothing in common. They have nothing in common. They actually become friends. Well, do you think they're united by their mutual love of cheerleading? Cheerleading and Rihanna. It brings everyone <laughs> together. True. Finally, to wrap things up, there's a honeycomb dance to Ponda Replay featuring the Crenshaw Heights Warriors in their camo outfits. This is presumably mm-hmm. the television performance that everyone wanted to take part in. Oh, yes. I'm guessing. Wow. I'm assuming. The end is, it takes some, you know, it's left up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Well, that was beautiful, Paige. Well done. Well done. Thanks. How do you feel? I feel like this is just another day of me explaining in great detail the plot of Bring It On All or Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just another just day. Just another day. Well, you did a great job. Thanks. I really highly recommend that you and our, all of our listeners... Uh, listen to Bring It On the musical it's great oh and it's made by Lin-Manuel Miranda did I tell you that mm-hmm. I, you did not but I did know that okay this is just like a funny tangent but last night I met someone and Lin-Manuel Miranda came up and they, they'd never heard of him hmm. not at all and then I was like that's insane and he was like it's not that insane and I was like no literally every other person right now I could ask and they would know and I pretty much did and I was correct and then we finally showed him a picture and he was like oh yeah that's the guy from the Amex commercials is Lin-Manuel Miranda in an Amex commercial I guess but that is how this man knows Lin-Manuel Miranda how old was this person 28 what what I'm 28 and I haven't watched a commercial in like 14 years yeah, he'd also, like, never heard of Hamilton. Like Alexander Hamilton or the musical Hamilton? The musical. But honestly, how many people were talking about Alexander Hamilton before the were musical? Were you talking to, like, someone from the future? Was this Phil Diffie that you were talking to? Oh, you know, is either someone from the future or someone from, like, the deep past? Yeah, like, from before Alexander Hamilton's time. <laughs> exactly. Someone from before the founding of America who is, like... Yeah, he's like, Hamilton. Am I? That doesn't sound. Everything else I've accepted as normal, but Hamilton? 
<laughs> Never He's like, heard by the way, guy. what's an American Express card? <laughs> this fine gentleman with a goatee is telling me I will have <laughs> great points when I, when I spend on travel fare. Just wait till he sees the new Little Mermaid movie and realizes it's nothing like the cartoon. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda also worked on that. I just saw it today, so it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it good? Did you like? It was good. I did like. You can definitely tell when you're listening to something that Lynn has influenced. Like, even, like, yeah. Moana, of course, like, Hamilton in the Heights. But then even, yeah, bring it on the musical, you're like, okay. I There was, in Lizzie, Lizzie, oh, my God. In The Little Mermaid, they <laughs> added, like, a whole rap. And I was like, this, I literally leaned over to my boyfriend, and I was like, this is Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not subtle. A- afterwards, he's like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, is that the guy that did Hamilton? He was like, yeah, that song was very Hamilton. <laughs> no, you said, no, that's the guy from the American Express commercial that you love, sweetie. Said, you might know him from the American Express commercial. <laughs> wow. I was trying to explain to him who Debbie Ryan was, and I was like, have you seen Radio Rebel? Or, or no, I didn't even ask him if he'd seen the movie. I was like, do you know the Radio Rebel meme? <laughs> like, doing it for him? He had no idea what I was talking about. Did it bond you being the one who got to like introduce him to that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because you don't want him to associate that meme with another girlfriend. No, exactly. Because it comes up. Not so to give often. you a new insecurity. Mm-hmm. Not to give you a new insecurity, but that would be terrible <laughs> if another girl had shown him that first. I don't want to think about it. I'm sorry. Can you drop it? Oh, Paige, you look sick. Can we drop it, please? <laughs> Paige, you're white as a ghost. I got to go. <laughs> you're so sweaty all of a sudden. <laughs> Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. I don't have that much more to say about Bring It On other than I did watch one that takes place in an amusement park. Do you know what that yes, one is? Yes, that, that came directly after Bring It On All or Nothing. Um, it's called Bring It On In It to Win It. Mm. It has two more ABC Family actors in it. Um, yes. But it's about uh, two rival squads who get kicked out of cheer camp. And the squads are called the Sharks and the Jets. Cute. Um, But they find a loophole that allows them to, like, create a new squad. They team up and create a brand new squad, and that allows them to compete. And the whole thing is like a big ad for Universal. Yes. I associate the whole thing with roller coasters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they... they, their big like show-stopping move that they do at the end was inspired by a roller coaster at Universal. (laughs) And I don't know a lot about cheerleading, but the move is pretty mid. (laughs) It like looks so goofy when they do it. (laughs) My two cents. I'm loving this tea. (laughs) (laughs) I like watch like one season of cheer on Netflix and I'm like, yeah, I I pretty much know everything there is to know about cheerleading actually. That's my problem is I'll watch like a TikTok about something and I'm like, no, actually I know a lot about the subject. (laughs) And I can tell you that move, not hard. Like, oh, oh, you mean uh, that double helix backbend walkover uh, toe touch? Yeah. We can all do that. Yeah, honestly, this movie has Michelle Trachtenberg vibes. <laughs> just the movie in general? Or like maybe not the movie, the movie, but... To a person. Well, I'm just saying that Ice Princess, Casey Carl- Cartwright, when she's yes. like, oh, yes, you can tell by the angle of that. Mm-hmm. Now I can do yeah. that with my body. She takes high school level physics and then has to 
go to the Olympics instead of going to college. <laughs> it's like actually wild. We all take physics, Casey. It's not Joan that big Cusack a deal. Joan Cusack is a victim in that movie. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. What Hillary movie would you associate Bring It On with? Oh my gosh. Um, that's a whole, that's a really hard and weird question. You don't have to answer that. It is hard and it is weird. I set you up for failure. But <laughs> I'm trying to think of one where she dances. The only one I can think of is the Lizzie McGuire movie. But it, other than the dancing, there's zero Yeah, okay. I'm seeing no similarities, but I will say maybe I could relate the, the roller coaster movie to love wrecked with amanda Bynes, mm. just to somehow bring it back to the deaf averse the 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 binds averse it all just has abc family vibes yeah you know yeah for sure i think i definitely watched bring it on in it to win it on abc family i would love to watch kirsten dunce watch one of the abc family versions <laughs> oh my gosh i can't imagine i would love that too it, it's just so Disappointing's not the right word, but the first Bring It On is so good, and it says so. It has a really good message to it mm-hmm. that I feel like the other Bring It On movies almost not contradict, but it's like undermine there's a lot of conversation. Undermine, yeah. It's like they talk a lot about culture and the differences between these different schools. Yeah, and in all the other movies, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's more I don't like some of the jokes that they make and Yeah, it gets really yeah. like tropey and kind of like problematic and less nuanced. Very problematic. Yeah. The first one is a lot more like nuanced and it's like, oh, it's maybe say it has a little bit of like a message with it or like, oh, isn't it ironic that this is the way it is? And the other ones are like, This is the way it is. It's racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one is saying like it's not good racism equals bad yeah and the other ones are like racism equals funny (laughs) yeah pretty much my friends live next door to black people racism is just so funny (laughs) exactly yeah this is not a movie that I would want to show to a friend of mine that like it's not a movie that I would want to show to anybody yeah really that's what I'm trying to say I wouldn't want to show this movie to anybody no and like stand by it and be like this movie rocks we should watch it no instead instead of watching it just go listen to the musical (laughs) yeah just listen or just watch the first movie over and over and over again and pretend like it's different installments yeah just pretend like it's different watch the first one Watch the seventh one. Watch the first one again. (laughs) And then watch the seventh one while you're listening to the soundtrack Mm -hmm. to Bring It On The Musical. So watch it on mute with with the Bring It On The Musical. Honestly, not the worst idea. Yeah, it all lines up. You know how that that, um, Pink Floyd album, if you listen to it while you watch The Wizard of Oz, there's like a lot of similarities. It's just like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Well, we wouldn't lie to you. We're the history deafs. Exactly. No, all truth here. Well, I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this has been History Duff's Presents, the Bring It On franchise, the final installment of our Hayden Panettiere. Brilliant. Bye, Paige. (laughs) Bye.